0: it's your locked on flyers podcast for friday september 30th your daily dose of flyers news analysis and high quality content that is creeping closer and closer to opening day russ Yep. Yeah. september is over all right let's get the show going Your locked on flyers your daily podcast on the philadelphia
1: flyers part of the locked on podcast network
0: Hello, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on all the Flyers news and our episodes. You can also email the show at lockdownflyers at gmail.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before with Bet Online, where the game starts. On today's show, we are going to talk about the two preseason games we have this weekend for the Flyers and what they mean and what they're looking to accomplish in them. We are going to do a prospect profile with a Samu Tuomala update. Then we're going to wrap up with what we think is now the Flyers marketing campaign, as well as a look at Gritty's birthday celebration. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So watch us over there and subscribe as well. Russ, as of this recording, we don't have any information from the Flyers on their cuts in camp, yet we were hoping they would have them, but uh, they're being a little bit cagey. So I'm sure as soon as we finish recording this, they will drop the news because that is the way things go. Yeah, no question.
1: Or like at 5.01 or at 6.04 p.m., you know, in the not normal news cycle.
0: That is correct. Uh, But I suppose they're entitled to do whatever they want. So as we're kind of looking ahead to this weekend's preseason games, uh, of course, we have one in Boston and then uh, against the New York Islanders on Sunday. There are definitely a lot of things that they're going to have to accomplish, regardless of who they cut this weekend and send you know, whether it's to start up Phantoms training camp now that Ian LaPerriere is not on the bench anymore. Uh, he can start that training camp and, and get that roster together. But he was together.
1: involved in th- this last round of cuts. He was sitting in on the meeting.
0: Yes, I am sure he would be. That makes sense considering he's been around camp this whole time. Uh, it's good that they're at least coordinating on that.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think the coordination's good. I think um, you know everybody has different opinions, and and it's good. It should never be all one opinion.
0: Yeah. So on Saturday, I would assume they would weight the roster toward guys they need an additional look at in a more comprehensive way that they're not quite ready to send them to Phantoms camp, uh, but they really need another full game to make a decision. Whereas Sundays is more weighted toward getting the vets back in gear and any kind of more prospect guys or younger guys, it's going to be what those final decision kind of guys in the lineup will be. But uh, what's your take on it?
1: My take is should be behind the bench for this next game, because this is the next game that maybe if he were behind the bench, he could see what he might be able to get out of some of these players before they get cut, but it's not going to be the case. So again, it's all going to be sort of like after the fact, you know, you never know after like the first period, Torts might be able to, you know, unlock something with a guy and say, hey, we're going to do this instead. And I want you to do this. You know, I mean, it's like, why can't he do that? I I just I'm puzzled by it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's where sort of the issue is here is that if my assumptions are correct, in terms of what kinds of players will be on the ice on Saturday versus Sunday, Sunday, you know, weighted more heavily toward vets and final decisions. That's when Torts is going to be behind the bench for the first time. And so he's going to want to really focus his coaching on the guys he's going to coach throughout the season. And probably I would say rely on the assistant coaches and and guys upstairs to look at kind of the lower end of the roster or prospects and, and the such. I, I I think you're right. It's uh, it's going to be a little dicey, I think. There's so, there's so many questions, and we talked about it on yesterday's show that there's you know a lot of questions that we thought they would have to answer in the preseason and in the last couple of games that we still don't know yet what. Some of these guys are capable of, or some guys we thought would take a step forward didn't. But we do have some bright spots as well. It's just where are they going to fit into the lineup? Where is Noah Cates going to fit into the lineup? Because it's clear he's, you know, pretty much earned a spot. Right. Is Wade Allison going to get that shot? He's he did stand out, you know. He um, also
1: did get nicked up already.
0: Mhm. Mhm. And are they yeah. going to be willing to take that risk?
1: Yeah, I mean, those are going to be issues. I mean, you know, I could tell you with no uncertain terms that, you know, Ivan Provorov will be paired with Tony D'Angelo, but the, you know, they're not giving good returns on that or good reports. And even D'Angelo said it. And I think D'Angelo fell victim to what I said yesterday and playing in front of your home crowd in the Flyers jersey. I think he was trying too hard. So now that's not even necessarily solidified where you could say, all right, we look really good there there's not anything that really is solidified that you say really looks good now. And and I guess that's the way the coach wants it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. And for me, I think the goaltending is also a question. I I think that again, we talked about it yesterday. I really, really want to see Samerson start a game and I would hope he would get the start on Saturday, but he's played in both games. So maybe he won't, And then, if Carter Hart is ready to go for Sunday, um, which I would hope he would be by then, uh, of course, that's unknown as of right now. But um, is there going to be room for Sam Erson to get a start in any of these games, except for maybe the last preseason game where they want to keep people out to not get hurt?
1: Right. That may be the one. I think that's pretty sound thinking. I mean, you know, out of all of this so far, the goaltending's been the best part of the team as far as what's working um but a lot of the same problems still exist and i don't know if i asked you right now did you think that some of these things would start to look better at this point in camp with torts there you probably would have said yeah after the hiring you could answer that i would have said yeah but since the way the schedule that Torts sort of has made it and since the way he's sort of done camp and isn't going through systems or anything like it seems like they're behind
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, I have a very small sample size to work from because I only attended camp the one day. But it seemed like the way that Bradshaw was running things that it was just a well-oiled machine. And he really, I think, did an excellent job of when he didn't like what was happening out there. He would stop things and re-explain it to people. You know, I think in the past people got pulled aside privately and got talked to in terms of how to fix things. And that was not Brad Shaw's way. He's going to tell it in front of everybody. And it just felt like practices had a different kind of energy. Again, small sample size. The, The effort was there. The drills I thought were interesting and useful and but it just to your point then hasn't really translated into gameplay at all. There's just this disconnect there that the practices seem to be good and productive, but it it has not made its way into the gameplay overall. And I I that's why I'm very curious to see that first game with Torts Behind the Bench. Is that going to make a difference, especially on the side of veterans? Is Scott Lawton? Is JVR? Is Travis Konechny, you know, are those kind of guys, is Ivan Provorov going to just step it up a notch to just show what they can do in front of the big guy, you know, or the short guy, I guess, but yeah. you know what I mean? I mean,
1: I mean, the easy answer is they probably will. But again, I mean, I don't know if everybody will at the same moment, At you know, in that game. Like, it's just what what worries me is, when you get in bad habits and games, <clears throat> even if you're going, even if they're being taught the right thing in practice or show the right thing in practice, once you start getting in bad habits and games, it's start it's hard to get out of that.
0: It it really is. And and that's why um, you know, I just have to question some of the methodology there. Now I haven't watched some of the behind the scenes little documentary they're doing about training camp. So maybe there's that. something. I'm missing here, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you
1: have to look at it like, well, they're only letting you see what they want you to see. So eh, I don't think you're missing anything.
0: All right. Well, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with cuts uh, that will, in theory, come out after we've recorded today's episode. We'll be discussing that next week, as well as the results of these two preseason games that we were just. Talking about, but uh, we're going to talk about maybe somebody who will be a flyer down the road in Samu Tuomala coming up next. We are going to first talk about our friends at BetOnline.
1: BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news and podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you could find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts.
0: So, Russ, Samu Tuomala uh, has been an adventure, I think, of a draft pick thus far. And it feels like it's going to continue. Uh, it seems like forever ago that he was picked, but it, it was a second-round pick in 2021-46 overall. Of course, that was the first year we didn't have a first-round draft pick yep. of many so he was our top pick in that draft. And, and they signed him to an ELC pretty much right away, which I thought was an interesting decision. It was a lot of because- hype
1: from within. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, when we saw him just sort of doing drills, we were like, okay, guy can skate. He has a shot. Maybe this will work. And then as you saw, he was nowhere near ready to be like an AHL player.
0: No. And they did give him a shot at it, but it was just clear that he didn't fit in and he was going to take a lot more work before he could do the kind of work to adjust to the North American game. Right. So they sent him back to Finland and he just really struggled last year.
1: Yeah. I mean, he again, I what I kept hearing was, well, uh, it was a combination of, you know, him struggling, not enough playing time, all that. The Flyers were mad and that's not going to happen again because, you know, last year he played 23, 23 games in total. Um, mm-hmm. Not great. So this year you look at it and you say, OK, I think the Flyers have a handle on this. I said on this show I would have steered him towards the OHL. And you agree. Yeah. And we just. Like, hey, this guy needs to play games. He is not playing games, and you know, time is ticking on him, and you know, there is a lot of pressure to get this pick to be something since it was their first pick. Well, this year, so far he's played a grand total of nine games, and at the lowest level he has a goal. Now, the issue here is like Bill Meltzer did a good job of tweeting on the twenty sixth that he was moved down a few days ago from Ucharitz league squad, which is the highest where he was right. barely playing to the J 20. And he wrote the good news is that he's getting tons of badly needed ice time on the junior team, but that level isn't very challenging. Also, he's with the national junior team. The national junior team is where he scored the goal. So compared to the other levels, that is the easiest place to do it. Um, so I looked on Instat and it looks like they only have five games on him, like to scout from, which is never a good idea um a good thing 43% shots on goal 13 minutes of ice time a game it's just bad everything's down every arrow is down and so you know except for hits 1.07 hits we'll give him credit for that and so <laughs> you look at this and you say okay um maybe some of this is on the team uh maybe some of this is on the well, some of this is definitely on the player for not producing with said team and then some of it is on the flyers for you know not having him stay in North America, not being firm enough on that, and letting him go back saying, We got you covered this time. We're guaranteeing, you know, we know you're gonna get more playing time. And maybe the guarantee was if he plays well and he didn't play well. So then, you know, he got sent lower. Just to give you an example, and it's a little early to play, remember when, but there's a lot of players, I mean, good players. That went after Tuamalo and our number 47, Logan Stankoven, who was a known commodity, um, had 104 points last year for Cam uh, 31 in the playoffs in 17 games, and was a star on the World Junior team. Like that's just an example of a guy that you would feel better if you got him because he's playing, he's producing. There's things happening, so there's a worry now for you know for Tua here because if he doesn't get the playing time this year, you can't let him go back to Finland again next year.
0: No, you can't. And, you know, I, there is some hindsight going on here because at the time, I mean, even some people were talking about Tuamala being a, a low first-round pick. And there was some surprise that he was still available at 46 for the Flyers. So, you know, I'm I'm going to try and think clearly about about that aspect of it and I you know I liked the pick at the time but I do remember when Sammy Kapanen came on board with the Flyers in a player development role um, and increased that role he talked specifically about monitoring Tuomala's game and working with him directly and it just seems like whatever it is with him, it's not happening. And the fact that he's had to play in the J20 level as well, he should be over that by now. Like if he's going to make it to the NHL, he should be playing. If he's staying in Europe, he should be playing at the top level. I mean, that just is what it is. And if he's not getting that ice time, I mean, 13 minutes a game is not Great. Uh, You're not going to get the right kind of minutes, let alone enough minutes to really do what you need to do in in order to not only improve the things you need to improve on, but also kind of make a name for yourself as well and like go uh, above and beyond that to even get the call to come over to North America. And I I think he is going to struggle mightily to adjust to the North American game because he's struggling so much at the European game to you have to have your skills down in order to work on those other things on north american ice and And that's why i said
1: you know when we were talking about mm -hmm. him over the summer that he should be over here and he should be you know in junior hockey and and it just would have been so much of a better idea and now i'm not sure how it's going to go for him like it's just it, it you know at this point he um like I said, he's nineteen, when's he gonna be twenty um he's gonna be twenty in January, so you know you're already got a twenty year old that literally has not played for the most part yeah. he's played like a a quarter of a season's worth of games by the age of twenty like that's you're you're now you know talking about a a setback at best here, so these are the kinds of things that you you know I look at. And, and, like you said, yeah, some of it's definitely hindsight, but some of it we saw coming too. and And I definitely saw some of this coming and And I took you know word for it that things would improve this year, and they haven't. So this is where an organization can really get stung because you have expectations for players, and a lot of times it's on the player. I'm never going to always blame an organization because you know players have to produce as well. But you have to determine when you take this player. Where you think he's going? What you think the path is? What you think the time frame is that he's making it? And so far, none of that has come to fruition. So, you know, that's uh, it's concerning because, like you said, when you start trading picks, you've got to hit on others.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's, really that's a huge element of it because you're looking at a 2021 draft with no first-round pick and potentially a second-round pick that isn't going to make it. You and know, that's so as, brutal.
1: Yeah, so as another example, Alexei Kolosov, he may be playing somewhere else, um, but he's not playing in the KHL. And he's 20. So that was the next pick. So, you know, by 20, you should at least be some sort of backup in the KHL even if you're just getting five to ten games a year. He hasn't played in the game yet so maybe he is a backup and maybe they haven't used him but that's the next pick and then your next pick is zanetti who that's a pretty good pick but that's now you know you're talking about all right i feel good about the fourth round pick
0: who has a definite ceiling which we are well aware of
1: yeah i mean so you know and they may luck out with samson or mclaughlin in that draft murchison's decent But already this draft is starting to struggle a little. Could still be fixed, could still, you know, turn around. But these are the kinds of things when you start looking at it two years from now to kind of see, well, where's the, you know, who's helping us out here? What young players are coming up? This is a part of it.
0: It absolutely is. All right. We are going to try to end the week on a higher note with some fun stuff in our next segment. So Russ, uh, while as of recording, we still don't know what the Flyers cuts are. We do know some cuts and some guys put on waivers already for some other teams. So I was just curious what you thought about um, Alex Galchenyuk, who was on a PTO with the Avs and he got dropped from them already. Now I, th- that could be a huge sign, but also the Avs are pretty stacked, and was there room for him? So is he somebody the Flyers should take a look at?
1: I mean, he's not really a center. We'll start there, but he does have good speed. He has scored goals in this in this league. I think his two-way play is decent. It's not great, but it's decent. Uh, if you're asking me, could he have a role on this team? The answer is yes. Um, but now. Or who do you want him to play instead of? Like, that's where it might get tricky.
0: Yeah, the problem is is that I want him to play instead of guys that they're not going to take out, like DeLaurier
1: or (laughs) McEwen. Right. Like, if you were to tell me, hey, Russ, we're going to bring him in, and, you know, that means Zach McEwen's probably getting sent down, and that means is going to be on the fourth line where I think he belongs, Mm -hmm. Uh, then there's room for him. No question about it, especially since you took Scott Lawton off the wing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Especially if if you don't have Scott Lawton in one of those spots, as you know, well. that, like, yeah. if Lawton's on the top line,
1: and then yeah, you've got room on the third line, absolutely.
0: All right, the other guy is Richard Panic, who was put on waivers by the Isles. Yeah, I mean, I'm done with Panic.
1: I think he's just been underwhelming, yeah. underproducing. He had his time. I wouldn't want any part of him.
0: All right. Yeah. I'm I think I was kind of iffy on him, but yeah. at the same time, he's somebody that can be productive at times and uh is certainly better than some of the options the flyers have right now. To yeah, no some doubt. Degree, no no. doubt. All right. Moving along to some of our fun things, we may actually have gotten some info. On the marketing tagline for the Flyers, uh, hashtag fueled by Philly, uh, we have a picture of Carter Hart's new mask where uh, Caitlin Reese hashtagged that. So that could be a clue there. But the mask is amazing. It's a Foo Fighters mask. And there's sort of a tribute to Taylor Hawkins on there. As well as a great image of Dave Grohl, um, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan. Seen them in concert several times, so I love this mask, and I appreciate that it's not a zombie mask.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. I've seen them. You know, Franny did a great job on it. Caitlin's done work with my website on Sportsology, Takes mm-hmm. great pictures, and Carter seems happy, and I like it. It's it's just a great combination. It's all of it is is a big time hit.
0: I absolutely love it as well. So uh, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then um, last weekend in the first preseason game at the Wells Fargo Center, it was Gritty's fourth birthday, which I could not believe that that thing has been around for four years. I know. I agree. I,
1: I remember the first day I met him in the press mm-hmm. box and then he got booed. And then people were like, well, you can't boo Gritty. Now we like him. You know, the whole thing. He's, It was clunky at the beginning, but he persevered.
0: In the best way possible, where the second somebody from outside Philly said something negative, that's when the uh, tables turned and everybody was like willing to fight to death for gritty. So it all worked out. I think in the end, Um, I was certainly apprehensive about the flyers getting a mascot. I'm not a fan of mascots in general, uh, but I think this one has turned out. Okay. So there's a lot of cool celebration stuff for gritty, um, including all the other mascots from around the city coming into one of the luxury suites and they were celebrating and they dumped popcorn on a whole section which was a lot of fun yeah, to awesome. see that in person and they were playing like pin the tail on the donkey except it was like a a, a mascot tail Oh, okay <laughs> it was very very As long they all had fun Yep, there was lots of cool stuff all about that uh, uh, during that celebration, and yeah, Gritty is now past toddlerhood and is into the main section of childhood now. I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, the calendar's moving forward for me too. I'll be way past toddler on Monday, so. <laughs> uh, a <laughs>
0: Well, we will be back on Monday, we are going to talk about the camp cuts and any other news from Flyers training camp, we're going to do some recaps of the games from this weekend and see what we learned, see what questions we still have. Plus, it'll be Monday, so we will have our nemesis of the week, which is always a good time, and I can probably guess what it'll be before we even get to Monday, (laughs) but I'll leave that for that show. You never know. It's It's a
1: long weekend.
0: It's true. It's true. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send in your mailbag questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. You can also comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
1: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
0: You made us your first listen today. Now make your next listen Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. So stay up to date on everything in the hockey world with Locked On NHL, your daily NHL podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody.